Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Yeah, hello there. <clears throat> frog in the voice, frog in the throat. <clears> throat> hello. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, welcome to the program. And uh, it's a busy day here in uh, Pittsburgh because it's the special election in the Congressional District, 18th. Um, and also a lot of breaking news to talk about, so I'm glad my sister Susan is here to uh, to join us. Suze, hi. Suze? Huh? Oh, what was that? I don't know, but here you are. Hi. Yeah, hi. Hi. So, um, <clears throat> hi. I thought the big story would be the uh, uh, 18th... Con- yeah, the, no, I thought, yeah, I mean, up until a few few moments ago, I thought it'd be the election here, the special election here, and, and now it's obviously Tillerson getting canned. Well, it's another total Trump thing to do. Don't pay attention to that election we're going to lose. I'll fire Tillerson. I, I don't even think he's that, um, you know, intentional. No, he isn't. He it's, isn't. That gives him way too much credit. No, it's just chaos, and, and I... Um, I just heard as I was getting out of my car that um, Tillerson found out about this on Twitter. Well, it's the same way that Comey finds out, that he's in the middle of a trip. Right. A diplomatic trip. He's giving Africa. a speech. Yeah. I mean, oh, no, Tillerson, yes. He's giving a speech. Yeah. Yeah, no, Tillerson, same thing. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's in the middle of an of a ongoing thing in Africa. Right. And he's got to turn around and come home. I, it, it's just it, it's the it's the most amateurish I know. stupid way you know I mean wow how many how many different ways can we say the same thing I know and uh, I mean it, what's even more astonishing is uh, heading into supposedly these uh, this summit with uh, the North Koreans and you fire your secretary of state excuse me in a state department that has lost its north korea diplomatic specialist through resignation just a few weeks uh, prior and i i i i'm just it's astonishing i mean yeah, it is it's astonishing not to mention yeah, it's, it's scary well but if you if you understand Lynn, that there it doesn't take any special knowledge to run a country <laughs> I, I mean you're assuming look you're assuming that there's actually stuff to know I mean why would you assume that oh you mean for somebody stepping in to uh, do a summit meeting yeah, why, with why would you a nuclear power thing for anybody to know all we need is Donald Trump <clears throat> yeah I mean he I have my faith in him totally. He knows exactly. He's a good businessman. He's 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 made billions over the years. He doesn't need anybody else. And I'm just tired of everybody, you know, ooing and eyeing and making a big. Oh, Tillerson's gone. What we didn't need him. We got Trump. I'm fine. Incredible. Incredible. And there's been a. Did you think that I was saying? Yeah, I said incredible. And and there's been another uh, somebody like booted out this morning who was a personal aide of some sort to the president, the name I don't even know, but they said his was because of security reasons and he was summarily 
shown the door uh, again. I don't know the name, and um, and and he apparently For is somebody. Yeah, and apparently because of um, he was a close friend of Trump and his family. I mean, this is somebody who's you know there by virtue of the fact that he's been a buddy of Trump's for a long time, and um, he was ushered out, apparently, this morning. That would have been a big story, but it was overwhelmed by Tillerson, uh, Tillerson's uh, firing. And I just... <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it really is. It's just, uh, a, I... You know, it takes your breath away. We we have a call. Hello, caller. Hello, Lynn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm calling mainly about the election today. I wanted to call, encourage everyone to vote for Connor Lamb. And I also wanted to thank Tim Murphy for being such a low life. If he wasn't, we wouldn't have the opportunity to have this special election. <laughs> uh, that's very nice of you. <laughs> well, okay, the other, thing, the other thing I don't understand is, Shannon Edwards, his mistress, how does having sex with a call? No, I don't think anybody knew who she was before this happened. How does having sex with a congressman entitle you to run for Congress or qualify you to run for Congress? Yeah, this my, this happened, I guess, when I was um, sort of gone. But the woman who, the married woman who Congressman, then Congressman Murphy, uh, was stooping and then suggested that she have an abortion, um, she is now running what again in for and on the Republican ticket. I mean, she doesn't have the nomination, but uh, well, excuse me, but what? Why should? Why the hell should it disqualify her? It doesn't. Why, why, I guess it. Why does it qualify? Wait a minute. Why does it qualify her? No one knew who she was, and now, oh, now I'm Murphy's mistress. Now I'm qualified to run for Congress. I'm not saying it disqualifies her. How does it qualify her? Well, I guess if yes. He sort of anointed her by virtue of stooping her. You know, she she received his, um, you know, essential. Uh, got name recognition. That's well, listen, she doesn't. Well, ha- so, so does Stormy Daniels, but I don't think she should run for Congress. Okay, so she's saying she's running against Mike Doyle in. Mm, yes, I believe my- so. That's if the you know depending on how the maps play out. And yeah, whole yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. Well, that's just. But a- if I last thing I want to say is if I was running against her, I would have T-shirts printed. With her picture on it, her name's Shannon Edwards, and I would put Shannon Edwards Murphy's whore. Oh, I don't. Because uh, that's what she is. I'm sorry, that's what she is. Thank uh, you. Bye. Yeah. Okay, see, John, this is. Go ahead. Did you knock Susan off? Yeah, she's not there. Uh, <laughs> she's She's not there. If she is, she's being strangely quiet. Um, it, you knocked us off. Oh boy. Thank you for calling all in studio Okay. 
Lynn? Yeah, sorry. We knocked. That, that didn't bother you? What didn't bother me? That call. Yes, but we got knocked. I just want to say we got knocked off the air there. Um, are you aware of that? No. You mean you were just talking? No one heard that. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> so you mean you were on a rant the whole time? I was, I was genius. Oh, oh, sorry, Sue. It was only only you heard it. Um, no, uh, we were knocked off the air. Just as you were starting up, you was were the just call about. Heard? The call was heard, um, and okay. the call I, was fine up said? until the call was fine up until he said uh, T-shirt saying Murphy's whore. That was okay, and and then I exploded. Okay, good. And I said that was that was. A sexist piece of crap. Right. And I, I, I point to my president. I point to, oh, probably about 80% of the Senate and the Congress. So she's a whore and their president and congressman. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I'm sorry. All she did is have an extramarital affair. Doesn't make you a whore. Deal. Right. And, and that gentleman called up to say thank you for getting rid of Tim Murphy. Well, guess who did it? She did it. That woman you're now calling a whore. <laughs> That's true. She did it. <laughs> you no, know, but please, everybody, this, 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 this reminds me of National Geographic apologizing for its racist past. Did you see that? No. They're doing an issue. Oh, I know they're doing a full issue on race, and but I didn't know it was in a and they part of it was acknowledge their racist. You know, there there are hundred years of racist racist journalism, but then they end it with a line. I wish I could find it. And it's this this woman, a woman Jewish editor that now runs it, who says we have to stop looking at it from our elitist white viewpoint. And and I and what bothered me is it's not an elitist white viewpoint. It's a white viewpoint. We calling it elitist is elitist. The Right. The tribal leader in Africa that you were making fun of and pointing at as this, you know, strange object, not human, thought he was better than you. Didn't make him right, but he would have been an elitist black person. So take that elitist word out because the use of it is elitist. It designates you. Hmm. You're taking that for yourself. You're saying by virtue of being, if you call yourself elitist, that's suggesting that you hold some high position, right? Even if it's not cool to be an elitist. Yeah. We are up here, but we forgot that you are actually up here with us. Yeah. No. We're all down there together. Oh. Wow. I just... I just think that the conversations about all of these things, about sexism, about racism, are that we can't even begin to understand how totally ingrained all of this stuff is in us. I'm just, I've been fascinated about, by this for the past couple of weeks. I'm peeling an onion here, and I gotta tell you, what we're what we're coping with, like the black people that went to white evangelical churches, which began to be totally, you know, desegregated and now are quietly resegregating because black people realized they didn't really want them there. Or they didn't, they didn't feel comfortable there, the black people. No, because there's just this, 
Because they're sitting amongst a bunch of white racists. <laughs> because white people who want to pretend like they aren't racist just refuse to discuss it. They dismiss the okay. issue. That yeah. doesn't make it go away. No, certainly not. And calling a woman who's had an affair with a man a whore is a sexist piece of nonsense. Right. And unless you come up with a, say, a similar name for that man, you don't get to use that word. And by the way, he didn't pay her. So, you know, That's right. So, there, yeah, it doesn't even fit the definition of whore. And, but no, well, there, really is there a word? Wait a minute. I don't think there is a war, word, a comparable word. Well, I mean, to whore, it would be pimp, I guess, for a man. But that's not oh, right. Oh, they can be a Lothario. They can, they're, they're all wonderful. They can be a Don Juan. Let's see. They're all really, you know, um, they're on nice terms. For an adulterous male. I mean, a male a, I'm just trying to think. Is there a word for an adulterous male? You're saying it's, you know. Uh, the, the, male, the word for a male prostitute is an escort. That's right. Uh I don't think that's because of women's sensibilities. Uh, no. I just think men gave themselves a better job title. Yeah. Okay, so the guy I'm told... Okay, I hear you, and I think it's... um, I I don't disagree with anything you've said. Um, uh, Chuck has sent us information about the other guy that was uh, shown out of the White House uh, today. Uh, It is... Donald Trump's personal assistant. He was escorted off the White House grounds without even being allowed to collect his belongings. John McEntee is his name. He was fired for, quote, unspecified security reasons. Wow. Wow. No chaos here. Really inappropriate. Wow, I just it's just extraordinary. Um, I, mean, I do want to. Scares me. Yeah, I know. Let me let can I, just, I know we're so just we're going here, there, and all around today. But I do want to <clears throat> pick up on um, uh, the caller uh, and his initial remarks, which were to uh, make sure that if you live in the 18th congressional district, you vote today. Yes. There is that uh, he was right about. There is uh, um, the kind of news that can suppress uh, the vote that is getting a lot of play, and that is that there is a poll uh, released yesterday which shows Connor Lamb with a six to seven point lead, uh, and that's the kind of oh, poll. Oh, you gotta go. That's the kind of poll that depresses the Democrat voter turnout. So, because people say, well, why, you know, I'm not feeling great. Why should I go out? It's snowing. I'm not going to get out. Because a poll is not a vote. A poll is simply uh, what people, what is an expectation of what people maybe will do. But think Trump Clinton. Yeah, it requires people to actually get up, move, and vote today. And, vote. and then the, the, your job today is to prove that poll right. <laughs> get up, get out, and and vote. 
I was also told that there were um, a lot of complaints about people trying to vote at a Mount Lebanon uh, voting place this morning who literally could find no place to park uh, when they went to vote early this morning. The reason being, and those are overwhelmingly, we are led to believe, those are lamb votes. It's his dis it's and his people and that's their and job. well the I mean, you know, they're going early in the morning because they're on their way to work. And um, right, the problem is is the media. Apparently there is so many national media outfits in town that their trucks and all their cars took up all the space that's intended for voters. So I know that the county but who allowed that? It's a free press. They the can't allow that. Well, it, the county is is asking, and I'm sure this has been done by now. This is I'm telling you something that's an hour old. That Connor Lamb has already voted there. They were parked there, you know, to get the obligatory shots of the candidate voting. He has already voted, and they're telling the media get out of that parking lot. There is now no reason for you to be there and out, out, out. But you don't know if some people who were intending to vote just threw up their hands and uh, and went away, didn't. And Mount Lebanon, which is where right, this well, polling place the is. One rule of, it, this, the number this one is, rule of the media is don't make yourself part of the story. And it, you have to be a total idiot if you are a member of the of the media, to not notice that you're taking up all the available parking and keeping people from voting. I mean, you have to be an idiot. Oh, man. So anyway, you got to vote, you got to vote, you got to vote, you got to vote. If yep, Lamb vote, if, if Lamb is going to win, the, the uh, overwhelming uh, Lamb votes are coming from Mount Lebanon, where this little snafu occurred. Uh, Mount Lebanon and Upper St. Clair and uh, some of the wealthier suburbs that are included in this otherwise rather rural, small-town, uh, blue-collar district because those folks in Upper St. Clair and Mount Lebanon are, um, are much more inclined, even if they voted for Donald Trump, to be so disgusted by him and embarrassed by him now as to uh, vote for Connor Lamb. So yeah, that we don't quite understand how you didn't see it before, but you guys, you've got a chance to, you know, sort yeah. of clean up your mess. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So uh, there, I even find it in my heart to forgive some of you. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> oh my. Oh, I was reading a letter from a farmer in Missouri to his fellow, uh, what we call downstate, uh, you know, rural people saying, what the hell's the matter with you folks? You know, have you noticed? Uh, how do you like your tax cut? Are you feeling really good about this guy now? How do you like these tariffs? Are they really helping you really good? How's this? You know, and, and, he, and just giving his fellow constituents help. And I, and I really enjoyed reading it. It was one of the few letters that I thought was a useful letter to the editor. Yeah, you mean he was telling them, have you looked at what, he's, at what he's doing and how these actions are going to hurt you? Directly affecting yeah. him. <clears throat> How's it working for you? 
Well, you know, like how, how's this hope in peace? How's this uh, hope? What what would they tease us with? How's this hope But the thing, hope changey, hope changey thing, yeah, hope changey <coughs> thing going for you. Um, I, by the way, I, uh, Rick Saccone, the uh, Republican um, in this race, uh, went ballistic last night in one of his final uh, appearances at a um, firehouse uh, near here. And uh, here's what he said. He said that the voters who were voting for Lamb are energized by hate. Uh, he says hatred for our country and hatred for God. So I just want you to know that the Republican in the race says that if, I guess, you're a Democrat, you hate your country, you hate um, God. The only thing he was right about oh. is hating Donald Trump. Um, and some of you might say, I don't hate him, I just need him to get the hell out. But that's just amazing. Amazing. And oh, that's I'm not... close to hate. How about you? Yeah. And that's not unusual verbiage for uh, Fox News um, aficionados. Let's uh, let's head to the phone. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi. My name is Clarence, and I'm in the 18th district. Yay! <laughs> Did you vote? I'm actually one of those people who get to vote in this. Yeah. I yet. I was waiting until after the Lynn Collins show. <laughs> yeah, to make up your mind, Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually, I was actually thinking, you know, because, you know, you have to kind of run the gauntlet when you go to the voting booth, you know, people trying to get you to vote for their candidate. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to tell them, why are you here? You know that everybody who's coming to vote today are 100% sure who they're voting for. Neither one of you two are going to change my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. So lucky so, you that you get to vote because... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's really interesting about this is in May, if you know, if it uh, the Supreme Court's redistricting stands, I'll be in the 14th district. I'll no longer be in the 18th. District. <laughs> I know. This, this, is, this, is what I, this is what I find interesting about this. I'm voting for Lamb, basically, to to make a point right. about you know we Democrats are making a comeback. Right. You know what I mean? Because in May. I'm not gonna. He's gonna. He's no longer in my district. I'm no longer. Well, in May, he's not. In huh? May, he will be no longer in the district. I mean, that's what I mean. He, he's <laughs> yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Now, I'm voting for him for Congress now. Yeah. But in May, I vote for somebody completely different. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who that person is. Yeah. You know, I guess people are waiting to throw their hats in. You know, for the primaries. You know, after they make sure that this thing is this. Uh, Do you know who who you're? Do you know who will be the congressman in that? I mean, there's it's just everything's up in the air. Nobody even knows it's who's up in the air. running. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's almost it's, yeah. There's 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 I know nothing there's about. There's going to be a huge right, a huge reshuffling. In yeah. yeah, yeah. Which to me is like the best thing that could ever happen. Yeah. yeah like, what an opportunity. <laughs> and, and here's the, yeah, here's the thing. You know, because you know he's moving. The 18th district is going to be a different place. Did I just vote for somebody else's congressman for, you know, to, to um, uh, you know, to, ter to, to fill out the rest of Murphy's term? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Did yeah. I just put somebody in office <laughs> to, to, to represent people, uh, you know, yeah. to represent well, somebody else? Yes, that's what you did. That's yeah. what you did because of, because that's of right. the events 
in the order in which they've occurred. Right. This yeah. is simply to and fill out, you know. fill out the eight months left um, in in Murphy's term. Right. Yeah. And yeah, they don't have to run again. Yeah, these guys, yeah, whoever no, wins, uh, whoever wins, has to start running again immediately in a totally in a reform district. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to get I'm interesting. I'm really interested in with this. Because you know how it was gerrymandered, yeah. um, to, to put it ridiculous. Um, what what was gerrymandered back in 2000? I used to have a, his name was Mascara, a congressman that, you know, he was, he was around forever. But then it was gerrymandered and then ended up with Murphy, you know. Yeah. Um, so now that it's not gerrymandered, <laughs> does it go back to being Democrat? Or did, did all this, you know, new oil, I mean, oil, gas, People I don't know. Moving here from Oklahoma, you know, and all that stuff in these rural communities, keep it. I don't know. I don't know how you're the district you find yeah. yourself in, because what they did is they did make more districts Democratic than than were Republican. They tried to even things things out, but um, there's. I don't think they tried. I think they just they did it by the numbers. Well, there okay, still we are some from here to here. We got to, huh? Well, there still are some solidly Republican uh, districts. I mean, when you get into those rural, yeah, it, the whole center of the state, that's that's Republican. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's just because of the location. But they didn't yeah. try to make it Republican. It just happened to be Republican. Yeah. And I don't think they tried to make the city Democrat. They just happened to be Democrat. You know what I mean? That's, I think, I think they are just, Democrat. Rural <clears throat> areas are, are not. I mean, that's just yeah. the way it goes. Well, yeah. for, for instance, I, I believe Mount Lebanon will now be in what is Keith Rothfuss's district. And so mm -hmm. he, he's a right-winger, Susan. He will, his district has been made um, a lot more, uh, a lot less Republican by the redrawing by the Supreme Court. So if Connor Lamb... Then, then Congressman Lamb, not to get ahead of ourselves, uh, tries to stay in Congress and runs against Rothfuss. He's running in a district that is uh, much more amenable to his knocking Rothfuss off than it certainly is right now. But that would be and the, and the kids, that would be two incumbents running right. against each yeah. other, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 Connor's a centrist. He's, you know, he's yeah. definitely not a liberal. He's yeah. not liberal. No, he's he's moderate. He's a moderate Democrat. And he's perfect. He's yeah. perfect mm -hmm. for a Democrat who wants to win the district that he is, in fact, uh, running in. So uh, exactly. that's great. Great. Well, I'm 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 envious of your ability to actually vote. I would love to cast what is essentially an anti-Trump vote today. I would love to. Yeah, and that's it. I'll try to get the numbers up there just to let the. Um you know, for goodness sake, let them know that, you know, there's a Democrat resurgence. That you know. Democrats are... And normally at, I go up there. The, 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 the last time I went up there and voted, I stood there for, you know, I voted and came back outside and stood there for 15 minutes mm -hmm. before the next person came up, came up to vote. I went in there by myself, <laughs> came out and talked to the people, you know, because I know most of them, you know, the political people around here, and just sat there and talked to them for about 15 minutes until the next person came up to vote. It was like a 15-minute difference between me and the next guy. Well, that will not well, be... I want to see what today. That will not be the case today. Yeah. That yeah. will not be the case today. So, uh, yeah. okay, go vote. Okay, go I'll, vote. Do it right after, I'll do it after your show. All right, like, all right. I like the 11 o'clock, you know, after 9, between 9 and noon, you know, the people going to work 
and then the people who come on their lunch breaks. I want to be there during the time when neither one of those two groups are there. Gotcha. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Okay. okay. Bye, Clarence. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, Henry writes, I was ne- <coughs> never... That's the best time to go grocery shopping, too. Yeah. Right. Right. I was never thrilled with Tillerson as choice for secretary, but over the past year he came across as one of the more sane members of the cabinet. Well, but in fact, that is not saying much, right? I mean, the standards were lowered so much. And the problem with removing a secretary of state is that you also remove all of the relationships he has crafted over the past year. For Pompeo, he must start over now, a tall task with the North Korean summit on the horizon, uh, without a doubt. There, by the way, was a, a rather interesting little piece in, um, I think it was the Wall Street Journal uh, last week, and it was about the fact that when, do you recall Trump, President-elect Trump, uh, having dinner with Mitt Romney? And uh, the idea was that apparently Mitt Romney was uh, being considered for Secretary of State. And yeah, but Putin didn't like that. But Putin, it was made clear, and this is from a piece that was written in the New Yorker, uh, the Russians uh, made clear to the president-elect that they did not want Romney. They didn't like him, and they wanted somebody with uh, a better relationship with them. And lo and behold, look what happened. Uh, Romney does not get the position. Rex Tillerson, who at the time was heard to say, I have a very good relationship, or close relationship, with uh, the Russian well, president. Well, he was Exxon, and he was, <coughs> nego- he That's was right. negotiating that big deal for himself. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> the whole thing is just amazing. And it, it's also Sorry. well known that the uh, the Russian bots went ballistic at the time, and went after uh, Romney. They had all kinds of hashtags. Um, here's one of the bots' uh, messages at the time. We did not fight this hard to get backstabbing Romney as Secretary of State. He will run it like the Clinton Foundation. Those kinds of things coming out of Russia and Russian bots and uh, sort of making Donald Trump push Trump, I push him away and go to a, uh, a man who the Kremlin felt very comfortable with, Rex Tillerson, who is now uh, in the chaos of this administration, gone as well. Uh, we have a number of callers on the line, so let's get to you. Hello, caller. Go ahead. Hello, Lynn and, and Susan. Hi. Uh, this is Hi. Jeff from Green County. Hi. Uh, Ooh. Half of our district is, like, in... Uh, Connor, like the one that's in uh, Lamb and Sacone's uh, race, and I was up in it's our county seat's Waynesburg, and I saw one little glimmer of hope up there because I saw one Connor Lamb sign, and I didn't see any like Rick Sacone signs. So that's one good thing. Really, in in Waynesburg, but, in Waynesburg. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> that's surprising, yeah. Susan. That's no, right near the West Virginia border. It's a it's a little college town. So even if they are for Sacone, they're they're hiding their allegiance. That's well, a good some sign of them. Too. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, also, I mean, we we lost one mine around here, so you know, uh, and like you know, if he if succumbs such a huge supporter of Trump, you know, and Trump's saying, oh, we're going to bring back coal mine jobs, you know, well, Trump's not really you know delivering on that, <laughs> so you know. So are you able to vote in the? Are you able to vote? No, you're not in that. On the other side of my county. Oh, okay. We're, we're split up in two districts. Okay. Which is kind of dumb. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, with the redistricting, we'll all be in the same district with, uh, I believe, um, Fayette and Washington and part of Westmoreland now. Okay. Okay. So, so that's wow. kind of what it was before all the gerrymandering. Before the Republicans went to town. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for that little sighting. That's an in, that's very interesting. I would think Waynesburg would be filled with Saccone signs. And if you didn't see a one, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and one thing I will be glad after this election's over is, like, the commercials. Not seeing any more commercials for, yeah. like, Saccone saying, oh, Connor Lamb, what have you done now? Oh. Uh, you allow gun runners to get off and all this kind of stuff. Oh, it's I mean, just... I'm just so sick of some of these. Oh, they're horrible. Like, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> well, I mean... breathe fast because 2018 is coming up real. Oh, that's true. Oh, man. I know. Uh, so en- enjoy the slight <laughs> respite because it'll be slight. we got two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Hey, thank well, you. That's all I wanted to let you know. Thank uh, you. Thank I, you. I, I hope Lamb wins. Me today, too. So... Thank you. Well, I think I think so too. Let's. Um, we have another caller. Hello. We have a call. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Lynn and Susan. Hi. Hi. This is this is Susie from Switchhome Park. Yeah. I am. Not only am I a judge of elections, usually in Squirrel Hill at Chatham. But I am a poll worker trainer. Mm-hmm. So because of that, when they need people in other precincts, especially in these special elections, I get sent to all kinds of different places. So this is my third election so far this year. Yeah. Where are you? Are you and, at uh, you're at a polling place? I am at a polling place. I am at Forward One, which is in the Mon Valley. Uh, forward one is around Monongahela and Elizabeth. We have 370 voters in this precinct, and so far I think we have 30 people who have shown up here. It took me an hour to get here this morning from Swiss Park. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you, there's 370 registered voters in that precinct, and how many have shown up? Uh, 30. Now, one, yeah. I'm Right. Now, I'm told that there should be a dinner rush, and I hope there is. Um, I'm told also that the voting in this precinct is usually pretty low. I only saw two Rick Saccone signs on my way here. Huh, that's surprising. Um, Yeah, I was really surprised with that. Although I didn't go on a whole lot of uh, back roads to get here. Mm Mm-hmm. But there were some back roads that I did go on, and I was really pretty surprised at that. Are you aware? Are you aware of how that precinct voted in the presidential um, election? 
You know, I'm not sure. Okay. Cause I'm I, really not sure. I'm pretty sure that it went for Trump. Okay, because I mean, if it's a if it's a overwhelmingly kind of Trump precinct, um, and you're seeing a low voter turnout, that's good news. Yeah, yeah. maybe those thirty people were all Democrats. <laughs> you know, you just don't yeah. you don't know you don't know. You it don't could know. Be. You can't read tea leaves, but uh, yeah, I know. Well. But I can let you, I can let you know tomorrow what happens. Okay, so well let us know. The <laughs> yeah. Final taste. Okay, let us know tomorrow. Yeah. Well, thank you for, as usual, for your service. I appreciate it. And uh, let's hope we're celebrating uh, tonight. That's our reporter on site. On site. <laughs> thank I've been, you. I've been working the polls. I've been working the polls for 19 years. Yeah. I've been a judge for nine. Yeah. And I've been a poll worker trainer for five. Great. Good for you. Well, thank you thank so much. You. Thank you, Susie. Sure. Okay. Bye. 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 We, we've got some emails here. I want to get. Uh, Gigi says I dragged my voting age teen out of bed early this morning and we voted for Connor Lamb. My son was nervous because he had not brought his ID with him, but he's not a first-time voter, having been pleased to cast his vote for Hillary in the the election a while back. We noticed that everyone in front of us in line was handing over their licenses to the poll workers. I reassured my son he didn't need his and had a voter's rights page pulled up on my phone just in case. When we arrived to give our names without licenses, we got funny looks from the poll workers. I really wonder about those folks who turn over their licenses. No, you do not have to. You do not have to unless they don't know who you are because you're voting for the first time. We, we went to court. The ACLU went to court to get rid of that loathsome uh, attempt, again, by Republicans in this state to uh, disenfranchise size. <laughs> I know there was a there was a missing syllable there. <laughs> Voters. Okay. So those are two votes for Lamb. And Chuck writes, here's another vote. I voted around 9.30 this morning. Walked right in. No line. I asked the polling place representatives about volume and she said it's been slow. Hmm. Wow. Roger says, Susan and you getting on that caller who called that woman a whore has made me wonder if I'm guilty of sexism. I took the attached picture while in an antique store this past Sunday. It's of a ball and chain, a little teeny ball and chain. Um, and sent to, I sent it to men and women in my office. What is the... I don't understand. Men laughed, and women were silent. I consider myself my wife's ball and chain as much as the women here should be able to joke about their bed. I didn't even get the joke. You mean a ball and chain is supposed to be? Well, I did. I did. I, you know, no, I mean, I don't call You'd have to be um, a pretty thin-skinned person if you're going to call that uh, sexual harassment. That's totally calling calling the old wife you know the wife the old ball and chain and i agree it would be just as appropriate for a, a working woman that's a reference to the man working and to support this person that he's just dragging along this useless piece of weight that he's dragging along behind him that's the reference but you know there are just as many women 
with the ball and chain dragging along their families behind him too. So, but historically, uh, yeah, historically, it it is historically it's a reference to, to the fact that that a wife is by its very nature burdensome. Huh. But no, that doesn't. I I'm I'm not going to scream at that. Calling a uh, one of the two people both married in a consensual relationship and labeling the woman a whore is is different than that. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And here's here's about yard signs. Barbara says out here in rural Washington County. Okay. Okay. Trump's win really could have been predicted by the number of yard signs then. Now, I'm happy to report the number of Connor Lamb signs could be a good sign. So she's seeing in what had a bunch of Trump signs, now a bunch of lamb signs. Sign. And she says, so we hope and we pray. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this low turnout, folks, best case is that the Republicans are not are showing. turned off by their candidate and are staying home. And the Democrats, who are by, you know, by, uh, you know, everybody's admission, fewer in number, are showing up. Yeah. Wow. Or, or at least that's our story we're going to stick to. <laughs> well, you know, listen, here, here's the thing, you know, we, we're all sitting here watching every little movement and trying to uh, make uh, assumptions based on this and that. And the fact is we're going to know in about nine hours, right? It's just hard, you know, there's one other hard to wait. Folks. There's, there's, one other, there's one other possibility, and that's that the American people are so benumbed and turned off by this whole spectacle that they've just checked out. Well, that would be pretty awful. That would be pretty and awful. That be is, you know, because the only way to remedy this is for people to do the opposite. Yeah, but check in and get involved. Okay, but you were, you know, spending all that time talking about that man who just dropped out yesterday. Yeah, but I don't agree with that. And he really even didn't. He said, I know I'm not being a good citizen. And that's true. Right. If everybody, if everybody does that, we're in, uh, we're in trouble. Well, if, you know, my original interpretation is correct, and the Sikon people are just staying home. That's a vote. Let's hope that's what it is, but, I mean, we're going to find out <laughs> soon enough. Soon enough. And, um, oh, God, I don't know. Uh, there's other news today. You know, I mean, there's this, this is a big, big news day. Um, <laughs> the fact that... Uh, what? Well, this was yesterday's news, I guess, but it still is stunning, and that is the Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee just deciding oh. on on their own, without even consulting the rest of the committee, happen to be Democrats, that they're closing up shop and that they don't need to interview anybody else. And in fact, they found that the president and some people made some bad judgments, but there's no collusion and case closed. Huh? Right, nothing to see. I said nothing to see here, that's, folks. That's right. Um, I mean, it's just... Um, but at least by this morning, one one Republican, and I'm trying to remember who it is, has uh, said uh, that uh, the 
that what they're doing is wrong and that it's not true and they're disregarding a lot of evidence and that all it's going to do is have, you know, yet a second um, in report issued by the Democrats. And, um, and he's calling out his fellow Republicans on the committee, which is helpful. Well, I mean, it is, again, as so many things in the current uh, climate, it is unprecedented. It's just unprecedented for a committee uh, to operate in this in this manner, such an important committee. I mean, I- intelligence committees, by and large, are the most bipartisan committees in Congress uh, by virtue of the fact that they are involved in national security. And that should be something that any, <laughs> any American... That rises above... Yeah. Uh, uh, nasty politics, but that is not what we're seeing uh, in this case in the um, in the House and haven't from the beginning. I mean, this was the same committee that was headed by Devin Nunes, who then had to supposedly uh, uh, what's the word? What's the word when you re uh, you take yourself out of the? No, no. What what is that word? Uh, recuse. recuse. He had to recuse, recuse himself essentially, and and yet he really didn't. He he clearly is a almost seems like a Kremlin operative, um, and and then when he sort of was shoved aside in that instance, I believe then it went over to this uh, Republican uh, who's uh, no better. <laughs> no, who's just um, his puppet. And by the way, that assistant that we were talking about, John yeah. McEntee, that was fired. Yeah. He was immediately he was immediately rehired by the by the Trump campaign. The senior operations advisor. So he was thrown out of the White Very House good. for some kind of security concern, such a concern that he wasn't even allowed. They just grabbed him by the collar and threw him out. And he was immediately rehired by the Trump campaign? Campaign. Yes. Okay. As senior advisor of operations. I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> oh, my God. My God. <laughs> can't make this stuff up, folks. No. Uh, no, you can't. And 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 you can't. Because uh, we 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 really want someone who can, who can't you know who gets thrown out of the White House for security issues to be the senior advisor to the campaign. But there's no collusion, folks. None, none. I'll tell you one thing. You know, you might want to tell us uh, a cone that one of your last uh, campaign gambits. Uh, which he took last night in in actually in uh, Cannonsburg, where um, Clarence uh, presides. Uh, they were in Canada. He was in Cannonsburg with Donald Trump Jr. And they were at what is a famous uh, candy uh, maker here, uh, Saris Chocolates. And in doing their tour of the Saris Chocolate. Uh, operation, they had to don hair nets because 
because that's what you have to do. Yeah, because no you know you're yeah no hair in Sarah's chocolates, even Donald Trump Jr.'s or Rick Sacone's. So I gotta tell you, the picture of Donald Trump Jr. and Rick Sacone in their black hairnets was was just made my morning. I mean, it really did. It's one of those things where you know a politician always has to be careful about how they how they look. <laughs> it's like um, uh, Calvin Coolidge famously putting on a, a Indian chief's uh, regalia looked like an idiot, like Michael Dukakis in the tank, like um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, you know, your uh, candidate is often asked to put on a hat of some sort. And you gotta be careful. You can uh, you can look like a fool. And so I, if I were a candidate, I'd stay out of Sarah's chocolates, or at least not go on the assembly line myself. Nobody looks good in a hairnet. Well, that's why people choose to wear hats. <laughs> I can remember going in for uh, some surgical procedure that I may or may not have had in 1999. And this sweet uh, man that was, you know, about to totally knock me out was put a, put a hairnet on me, and he says, oh, I can't do that to you. Let's just <laughs> pretty me up in my... In, <laughs> and I said, that's a very nice thing to do, and that's the last thing I remember. Yeah. There's just no, no, nobody looks good in a hairnet. I'm sorry. Um, Dorothea writes, MSNBC is reporting that Tillerson found out he was fired uh, via the media. Yeah, that's what I heard, that he saw it on Twitter. And it appears Trump confirms that in his little press conference this morning. And regarding that personal assistant, do you think he's the source of the leaks in the White House? No, there are so many sources of leaks in that White House that he was hardly the reason... Um, it had something to do with his background uh, clearance. You know, now that they're going more seriously uh, and back and looking at uh, background clearances like uh, like uh, Kushner's, who who's now not capable apparently of seeing some of the things that he was uh, seeing before. Although you know, you gotta wonder. I'm sorry. Um, He's still what do they talk about during the Yeah, I mean, he's still in the meetings, right? He's in meetings. Do you think that he really isn't? No, he's not allowed to be in meetings for those things I discussed. No, no. he's not. But I, um, the only, our only protection of Trump not telling him is that uh, uh, my basic hope that he isn't actually ingesting any of it. What? You know, he just can't. He just can't remember what he's being told anyway. So maybe he can't share it. But if Trump knows it and he wants Kushner to know it, Kushner's going to know. Yeah, it. exactly right. I mean, that's exactly right. Uh, we have another call. Hello, caller. Hi, Mike. Hi. Where are you calling me from, Dubai? Oh, so you you are not a voter. Well, that is my district originally. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I, I'm not voting. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure how I would have done so. I guess I would have had to have gotten an absentee ballot or something. Right. So, but, uh, so 
you know, I, I have to tell you, I haven't really been following it. Um, I did see a lot of the news, uh, Trump going to give the talk uh, in Moon Township. Ugh. And uh, so why is it so close, do you think? Well, it's unclear whether it's uh, as close. I mean, we're all going to know the answers to these things. Why is it so close? I mean, what what surprises you? I mean, that's a district that Trump took by 20 points uh, just, what, 18 months ago. So yeah. for a Democrat... Well, I mean, I, I lived in that... Yeah, I've lived in that district. That's why I saw it as... Uh, I recall, wasn't there an election in Georgia that the media also had called close and then it wasn't... Uh, you know, so I don't know to, to what degree I believe any of the, the polls anymore. Um, the races, no, on all of these special elections, generally speaking, where Democrats have scared the bejeebers out of, um, out of Republican candidates in what has been considered a safe Republican district, uh, the Republicans have eked out victories, except... Uh, obviously, the Senate uh, special election involving the uh, illustrious uh, child molesting Roy Moore as the Republican candidate. Um, in that case, the Democrats won that election. This one is the next big, uh, you know, harbinger of whether or not we're going to see a, a tsunami in the midterm elections, and the fact that the polls are showing. Uh, rising uh, momentum on Connor Lamb's part, and both camps, both Republicans and Democrats, have acknowledged that their inner pollings show uh, a race that is absolutely neck and neck. And there was a poll just yesterday uh, by a reputable pollster, Rasmussen, that showed Connor Lamb if there's a large turnout. Connor Lamb with a six to seven point uh, win over over Saccone. But I mean, there's all these variables: who turns out, who votes. Um, and I must say that the Rasmussen poll taken just a month earlier had Saccone ahead. Okay, so um, you can sort of feel the momentum yeah, I was here. Looking online and it seems to go back and forth. Uh, there, there's uh, like four or five different polls that, uh, you know, plus three, plus two, plus six, all these different uh, numbers. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, you know what they always say, Bree? The only poll that counts is the poll that's taken on election day when the voters vote. That's the only one that counts. Right. And we're, it's happening even as we speak. And the polls will close in seven hours, and uh, shortly thereafter, we'll know. And what is the percentage of wins? Uh, like, it, it, if it's within two percent, do they have to do a re automatic recount? I'm not What's sure. The yeah, uh, for a recount or something, I'm not sure. If it is really tight, you can bet there'll be, uh, you know, uh, calls for for recount. Um, and it might be that we're going to have to wait uh, some time to get the tally tonight if it's really, really tight. And there there are a lot of these more rural and uh, small-town uh, precincts 
that we'll be reporting in. I don't know. Okay. But if it is uh, really tight, I'm of course, sorry they'll... i to say, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't really know either candidate. Uh, I haven't really followed it, but uh, I'll follow the election and, you know, watch the news. Okay. Unlike the guy in uh, Athens, Ohio, who's, you know, white-noising everything. <laughs> I, I will watch. Okay, you're, ta- oh, you're talking about the guy that I was talking about yesterday. Man, yeah, no, yeah. You, you, you stay. You're more involved in Dubai than that guy is. Uh, you know, sitting uh, maybe about 50 miles from here. Uh, right. So thank you, Bree. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Okay. Uh huh. Bye bye. <clears throat> okay. What we got here? You see, Obama's going into TV probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of interesting. Trump came out of TV and went to the White House. Obama's out of the White House and going into TV. Uh, well, you know, let's see what that actually means. But, um, yeah, you know, he's a young man. I know. He's got he's to figure out what he's going to do for the rest of his life. I know. It's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, you've had, you know, when you, you sort of hit your peak at a, <laughs> a little young right. And he's, got a, he's got a lot of he's he's got time for a whole another career, right? And and let's I I I hope I mean I my sense of him is that he will he will be a a, a substantive uh, player on the national scene in in one form or another. Um, that's my my guess. Uh, I don't know. So um, I guess. That's that's sort of it. I yike. Let's hope. I don't have anything else. You got anything else? There's these something scary going on in Austin, Texas. Don't know if you paid any attention to that. There have been uh, three bombs, package bombs, uh, left on three uh, different, I guess, doorsteps. Uh, two have killed the person who uh, approached them, and one has seriously injured. The two dead people um, are both relatives of powerful African Americans in Austin, Texas. So we don't know what's going on here. There's some concern by the FBI that they might be looking at a hate crime. So who knows? Susan disappeared on me. Did she just hang up? Or it? Oh, everybody got disconnected. All right, it's 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 fine. There's no. No time left anyway. So, okay, guys, fingernail biting time. We're just going to have to bide our time, and uh, and let's hope. And if you are in that district, get yourself to the polls. Get everyone you know to the polls. Uh, make phone calls. Let's, let's do what uh, would have been unthinkable <laughs> just a month or two ago. And let's take a red district and make it blue. Okay? Great. Talk to you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.